Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Today, my guest is Jennifer Nagel, and I guess I'll give a little story about how we met. So I was actually looking for community. I was looking for a group. I felt ready and I decided to kind of not be a Debbie Downer about it and to be more proactive. And so I went on Instagram and did a little bit of stalking and I was trying to find people who I felt like they had a good vibe. Like we, it's just, they just felt aligned and I stumbled upon Jennifer. She was like the second person I found and we had a conversation and she just so happened to be magical and she was starting a community group. And everything she said about the group, I was like, yes, 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 this is exactly what I want. So I am in the Success Revolution Society group, which is fantastic. And that's why I wanted to bring her on because she's really great at facilitating community, building community, and just is a fabulous connector. So Jennifer, why don't you tell us a little bit of your background and how you came to be a super connector. <laughs> well, I like to call it my my superhero origin story. It's actually kind of a roundabout thing. I came to entrepreneurship as an online fitness coach and did that successfully for about four and a half years. I also did business coaching for fitness professionals. So, you know, I love being an entrepreneur, um, but I wanted to do something else. I felt like, okay, I did this. I'm in the entrepreneurship game, but I want to change gears. And it took me a really long time to realize exactly what I wanted to do. So what I did was I pulled on, I thought about all the different experiences I'd had as an entrepreneur um, and what I liked best. And I found that when I was in coaching programs or community groups or masterminds, that's when I had the most energy. I loved meeting new people. And what I really loved was introducing people to others because there's just some sort of like personal satisfaction and that little buzz twinkle feeling <laughs> that I had when two cool people met each other who may not have met each other otherwise. So I'm like, how do I make that what I do? Because that's the thing that just lights me up. And a good friend of, of ours, <laughs> Christina, was always saying, Choose something that lights you up that you get really excited about. And I'm like, do this. But then I'm like, how do I do this? How do you create a community? Is most people talk about memberships or networking communities, and they didn't quite seem to be that genuine, collegial, fun place that I wanted to create. So I think that it's funny, you said my superpower, how did I become a super connector? And I think, honestly, I just, I like people, I like to see people do well, I like to see people connect with each other. 
And so I look for opportunities to bring people together all the time. And now I do it um, in a formal sense in Success Revolution Society. But honestly, if I were on the street or you met me at the grocery store and we talked in line, I would have been like, you know what? You should meet my friend (laughs) so-and-so. That's just who I am. Yeah, it does seem like a very innate part of your personality is to just connect people. And I wanted to do this show because I know that I'm not the only one who is feeling like I was when I reached out and like you were when you started your community and headed down that path of wanting that genuine connection and not feeling quite like you were getting it. It's so difficult online inside of a lot of groups that feel very spammy. It feels like no one's running this thing. You know, it's like, well, who's leading it? And so when you had said that you would be actually facilitating, creating these opportunities to genuinely connect, I was like very excited about that concept. And I wanted to see what that looked like. So like what made you sort of take a step back and re-examine the traditional networking tactics? That's such a good question. Um, And I think it's kind of rooted in how I came up in the business world. So I've had over 20 years of professional experience and 15 of those were in higher education administration. So I was in a, a work environment for a really long time that was very formal, very, you know, this is how you do things. And I think many of us who come to entrepreneurship want to break away from that, but we also carry those, you know, embedded habits in us. So when I was looking at a lot of groups and organizations and networking groups, it's like we're entrepreneurs, but we're still doing what we used to do in our old J-O-Bs. And I think about We've all, I mean, I don't want to say we've all, but many of us have had the experience where we've gone to an in-person networking event and you bring your big stack of business cards and there's like really bad punch and cookies <laughs> and everybody's standing around and their Sunday best and you're, hello, my name is this person and I do this. Tell me what you do. And it just seems so hollow, you know, um, we don't really connect. We exchange business cards. It's kind of like when I was in middle school, kids would be like, how many phone numbers can you get? It's really not about (laughs) creating a relationship or connection. It's just about getting some sort of result. And we fix that, right? I mean, when you're on the receiving end, I always felt like the person was instantly sizing up. What can this person do for me? And if If they didn't think I was valuable to them, I could notice them like looking over my head, looking around the room, you know, saying, well, great. It was nice to meet you. We'll catch up later. You've got my card. And gosh, I hated that. I hated that when I worked in my old job. And I certainly didn't want to carry that over to my entrepreneurship life. So I was just like, I really think that for me, the word that played over and over in my head was culture. And the one thing I knew is that culture is done on purpose. So you can't just say, I want to have a community and put up like your big manifesto and expect everyone to come into the community and, you know, operate in the same way. It had to be very intentional. It had to be um, a like I was thinking about how do we reinforce a, this positive, open, bold, and very genuine culture. And so the the motivation just came from not wanting to feel like I was in this disingenuous, buttoned up, 
you know, white man <laughs> in a business suit networking thing. That's not how I work. And a lot of people that I know, that's not how they work either. So I just wanted to kind of slash that idea that that's how we have to operate in order to quote, be professional. We can be professional however we want to, and we should be making relationships and not just contacts. Yeah. When you were talking about the old school networking, I felt this like pit in my stomach because I, that feeling of someone sizing you up and it being very transactional is like the worst. It's just still so icky. And um, yeah, that's one of the things that definitely did not do not miss about uh, my professional networking days. And you're so right that, you know, you really have to cultivate culture, right? Like it's something that you plant the seeds and then you continue to foster it and, and create, like bring people in and make those connections. So what is at the core of good networking then? So what is the opposite of what you described and how do you approach it? Yeah, a lot of times people think networking is this like outward thing, like I'm, I have to do this thing. And I think at the core of good networking is being really comfortable with who you are and not being afraid to express yourself in the way that makes sense. Most people don't believe this about me, but I'm actually really shy. <laughs> when I was a kid, I could barely talk to people. It's very difficult for me to just be out there and be like, hey, um, I'm also very casual. I like to make really bad jokes. I like to talk about my dogs. I mean, yes, I'm one of those people with like two little yappy dogs. And if I swear, if I had a cute little purse, I would probably carry them around in it. <laughs> but I, the key is I had to get really comfortable with exactly who I am. So I didn't feel like I had to put on a mask and meet other people. And when I was in fact, I was telling it for the listeners, you know, I was talking to you about, I just don't want to use my newscaster voice when we're doing this podcast because there's something about being in a quote unquote professional or formal situation where a lot of us feel like we have to now be someone else. So the core of good networking is to really be comfortable with yourself, love yourself and express yourself the way that you normally would. Because you might cuss, you might um, have a really high squeaky voice, you might tell really crappy jokes or something. And you're going to attract the people, though, that really understand that. And that's what you're trying to do when you, quote, network. You're really just building relationships. So you have to come to the table as your honest, authentic self. And yeah, there are going to be people who don't like it. But you don't want to build relationships with those folks anyway. You don't want to fake it. You want to connect with some really cool people who light you up, who you enjoy. So the, the key is to constantly be learning about yourself, loving yourself, and expressing yourself. And my approach is a lot of personal development <laughs> and just trying to relax, relax and, and have fun and, and be who I normally am. And I ask myself, is this what I sound like if I'm talking to my partner? Is this what I sound like when I'm talking to my best friend? And if it's not, then I'm like, okay, why do I feel the need to put on airs for this other person? So it's a lot of just self-examination and knowing who you are. Yeah, I love that. You know, dropping the facade, dropping the pressure to be something that you're not and having that sort of like all of me is valuable, all of me is accepted. And you're right, if you can do that for yourself first, then you know what what you're projecting out there is going to be received by the right people. 
So what should we no longer be doing when we're on connection calls? This is one of my favorite topics because there's some lady somewhere clutching her pearls and gasping. (laughs) Oh my gosh, why is she saying that? I will say this. The last thing I like to do on connection calls is talk business. Because if the goal for me to connect with someone, I don't connect with someone over like spreadsheets (laughs) and systems and who's your ideal you know, client avatar. It's like, no, I want to know who you are. I mean, I want to know if you're a human that I actually want to spend time with. If you're someone who's funny, if you're someone who gets me, um, if you're someone I can trust and have a good time with. And I'm not saying that everyone on your connection call has to be your best friend, but you should like them a little bit. So this morning, for example, I had such a, I had two fantastic conversations with two different women And, you know, the first one, I think we're talking about, hey, I just mowed my lawn and I was still sweaty from the shower. And then we joked around about that. And then we talked about our dogs and she has like a mutt. And I, you know, we were panning our um, computer cameras around to see our dogs. And the second call, we were bonding over caffeine and we were just talking face to face, uh, not face to face, well, video call, the video call. Um, like human beings. And I think that's where you start to build that no like and trust factor that people talk about. I actually, instead of saying no like and trust, because it's used so much, I like saying familiarity, joy, and integrity. Because if you think about that, if you're familiar with someone, you really know who they are. You don't just know that they're a coach and they do podcasts you know that they are allergic to anchovies or they don't like socks or they have two moms. I mean, you know, you're familiar with the person. And the like piece is really the joy piece. Does this person give me joy? Are we having a good time? And then the trust piece is really integrity. I believe that they're going to do what they say they're going to do. Do we share similar values and beliefs? Can I, (laughs) quote, trust that this person, if I recommend them to someone, they're going to be a good reflection of me and my values. So yeah, I, I think we should stop worrying about business and first connect with a human being on the other end of the conversation. I love that because it really did give me permission to not put that sort of, it's not fake, but it's like a businessy persona first. I did feel the pressure to, when I was connecting with people to say, Oh, what is your business? How can I help you? Because you do want to provide value, but you're so right. Like that can come later. And so how you're prioritizing, like, no, just get to know this person on a human level to see if you even like them. I don't know why that's so revolutionary. It seems so obvious, but that really isn't the way that we're always coached to show up. And I think it just is such a great um, connection to your whole mission in terms of having genuine connection. It's like, yeah, show up as a human first, show up as yourself. And I think a lot of people need to hear that. Oh, I can actually show up on a call just to see if I like this person. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we get so many messages as women and women of color that we aren't good enough or we have to, I know I used to get this message from my family, like in order to achieve what these other people have, I have to work twice as hard. I have to show up in this way. It made me feel like in a business setting, 
just being regular old Jennifer was not going to be okay. So I had to put on this, you know, my, my newscaster voice and I have to not talk about funny stuff or relax. I couldn't do those things, but that's just not who I am. And I think as I've gotten older and I accept myself and I love myself and, you know, I have my own damn business. <laughs> it's like someone doesn't want to work with me because I used to watch Beverly Hills 90210 and they don't need to, you know? But yeah, I, I think we get so many messages about not being good enough or who our regular selves are, are quote, not professional or not appropriate. I started wearing my hair naturalized. You know, sometimes you'll see me like all dolled up. Sometimes you'll see me literally right out of the shower. And these are all me. And and I'm still that same person. I'm still the connector. I'm still someone with experience and knowledge and value. Um, but I'm just going to show up as me. And we need to start normalizing that in our business conversations and our people conversations. And at some point, we'll just call them conversations. And eventually we'll learn about each other's businesses. But again, women, women of color, we are great exactly as we are right now. But we don't have to code switch basically to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be professional and to, you know, build great professional relationships. Yeah. And I think there's such a danger in creating this idea that you are wrong before you've even stepped into the room you're already at a disadvantage. So we definitely have to flip that script, change that narrative. And I think, I think we're working on it. I think we're doing, doing a good job. So this has been a fabulous conversation. I always love talking with you. And what is your superpower? Ooh, that's a good one. I like to call myself the connection queen. And not necessarily because I'm like, everyone loves me and wants to hang out with me. But I do think that my superpower is the genuine way, my genuine interest in people and my genuine interest in wanting to bring other people together. I feel there's so much impact when we do things together. And I, I know there are a lot of messages on, you know, we got to, you know, you got to do this stuff on your own. And absolutely, there are things that we need to do on our own. We have to work on our personal growth. We have to make decisions about what makes sense for us. But there's also a huge part of our lives, our society, our culture that's improved when we work together, especially as women to solve problems, to lift each other up, to just to be. And so my superpower is seeing that and wanting people to come together and seeing the weird little connections that, you know, you would see, I, I always joke around, like my, my partner and I are totally different people. We are very different people, but we work because inside there's just something that I knew when I first met him, that this is someone who's perfect for me. And I do the same thing in business. I am a matchmaker. I'll be like, you know, you have absolutely nothing in common business-wise, but I just get this really great vibe from you and you know who you should meet. And I love seeing the relationships and the collaborations and the impact and the power that comes out of those connections. So my superpower is being genuinely interested in people who would be great uh, to be connected, who would be great collaborators and putting them together. That is your superpower. I can attest to that. And it's so wonderful to be around. And I want to 
make sure that people who are listening know how to find out more about you. Well, you know, I'm a big connector, so you better reach out to me. Um, you can find me at jennifernagel.co slash links. So that's my first and last name, jennifernagel.co slash links. Great. We'll link to that in the show notes. And Jennifer, thank you so much for being here, spending time with us and helping us to rethink how we're building our communities. Ah, It's been my absolute pleasure. And as always, I've always had a great time talking to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcast and Amplify. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And the best way to support this show is by sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. For those of you who leave a review, you'll get the chance to win a 30-minute strategy session or a mini audit of your existing podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember, your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.